KHAN is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. K-Hen and Little Red Hen, just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. K-Hen is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889. Welcome, friends, to the KHEN Caboose, to the Our Rail Show. This is called On the Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman. And we have been interviewing back here in the Caboose for, for quite a while now with a very interesting guy, Wally Wallace, who is development director for the city of Trinidad. And um, he has set up some of the most interesting comedy uh, that, that I've ever uh, heard of. I mean, he's the one who's got comedians coming. He has comedians coming from both coasts, coming to Trinidad uh, on the train to to do shows in Trinidad. It's, it's a really, really interesting concept. And so uh, uh, let's uh, let's get to some, some more of our questions. And we also have a couple listener questions we want to do too, which are pretty, pretty quick and pretty easy ones, I think. But um, uh, what do you think, Wally? You want to do at least one or two Listener questions real quick. I would be happy to. Yeah. Uh, question number one, is uh, the Southwest Chief at all regular <laughs> at all regular in its uh, serving of, of Trinidad, uh, Colorado? And you probably have some uh, knowledge of that or statistics of that. Are, are, are we talking about like the schedule of the train or? or... or the, well, the schedule and how close the schedule is to actuality i guess we're saying <laughs> well the train does come through twice every day um it, it actually did uh cut service a little bit during the very peak of the pandemic uh but it was about a year ago that they got back on track to doing daily service through trinidad so every morning the train is scheduled to come through on its way to los angeles at 9 24 a.m and every afternoon, it's scheduled to come east on its way to Chicago at 5.41 p.m. Um, I would say about 50% of the time, it's on time. I would say about 25% of the time, it's about an hour late. And I'd say about 25% of the time, it's really late. <laughs> so, it's really, really late. That, that means find, find a motel in Trinidad. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, it was kind of funny. The other day I was driving through Trinidad and the, the train tracks go right through the middle of town and I got stuck at the Amtrak train and it was right on time. And I was like, oh man, the train's on time. 
and then it started moving again and i realized it was going the, the wrong direction oh no and i went to the amtrak status check and saw that it was actually eight hours behind schedule, and that was the morning train coming. <laughs> it was the morning train. Oh my God! Well, that's okay. That that's more business for the uh, more business for the motels in Trinidad. Yeah, I guess you could say. I, I uh, think they do a pretty good job. I, I actually have done a lot of talking with people who have been involved with the train or businesses right next to the train for a long time, and I guess in the winter time it does pretty good. In the summertime, it's all over the place. It could be very late sometimes, mm. um, which honestly I think is probably the trickiest thing to doing these events and these different types of businesses that are centered around the train. Um, I, for one, I, I'm really interested, as I mentioned in our last conversation, we did this Calexico Experience Spaghetti and Westerns Festival where the event started in Trinidad. We then loaded the train up with people, sent it to Raton, where they spent the day over there. Then we sent them back on the train over here. And we were really lucky that trip. The train was right on time in the morning. And then it was about 45 minutes late in the afternoon, which the 45 minutes late, actually, like we kind of had a tight window and we were showing movies in return. And when one of the movies got out, I saw some of our uh, guests actually literally running out of the theater thinking they were about to miss the train. I'm like, oh no, don't worry. It's, it's late. You're good. And I gave them some time to hang out in downtown Raton, check out some of the local bars and gift shops. Um, so it really worked out for us that time. But in all reality, this Colexico experience thing, kind of the whole concept of that is we would like to create more train excursions where people come to Trinidad, stay in a hotel in Trinidad, have breakfast here, then get on the train. And then we send them to Raton for the day for just a bunch of curated activities they can do, whether it's go to the Raton Museum, go enjoy their aquatic center, go watch a show in their theater, and then get back in the train and return to Trinidad that night. And we would love to set that up as almost something that we do every weekend, sort of like the Durango and Silverton Railroad or the Cog Railroad in Carta Springs and Manitou. Um, but the most difficult thing to making that a viable business plan is the fact that sometimes the train is eight hours late. And what we would do in situations like that when the train is that late and we can set up buses or other means of transportation but in reality most of these people are really signing up to do these excursions wanting to ride a train that's that's a big part of the appeal of it people really sure. love train travel and it's something that sure. people don't get to experience every day anymore so they um so yeah i think that's our most difficult thing is figuring out how we can work with Amtrak or work with somebody to make sure that our train is on time more often. Well, and you know, it's possible that Amtrak will decide to put some money into some, some, some of their long distance trains. Yeah. It, I mean, they've balked at doing that. And yet, uh, you know, these cars that we're riding, they're 40 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> either Amtrak puts some money into these trains soon or they're gonna, well, I don't know what. People will still ride them, but not enjoy it too much. I guess that's what I'm, what I'm really saying is, is where we are. I will you say, know. even though they're they're getting older, it sure beats getting on a plane. Oh um, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. Yeah, yeah. As we were saying earlier, there are some people in my. I'm 
course, very aware of the uh, uh, community that depends on carrying around uh, little oxygen devices, usually uh, uh, battery powered and um, getting that to happen is difficult. Although if you do have a battery powered device, remember you have to have a three pronged plug still. If you get on an Amtrak train, that may have changed, but if you wanna want to get your battery up on the Amtrak train, you gotta have that three, three pronged plug we are, I'm sure our engineer knows all about that sort of thing, but. Uh, well, yeah, and they do still, thank you, Forrest. Um, they still do offer that three-pronged plug, and that's something that you don't get in airline travel. Um, you know, it, it can be really comfortable. I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, coach travel with Amtrak. Um, I find the uh, Pullman or whatever we call the, the sleeper cars or whatever, I find them tremendously expensive. But the but the coach I find tremendously reasonable. And I after I took a trip recently, I I found out that the uh, the little uh, uh, there's a little thing that folds up from the bottom that will support your legs. <laughs> but I didn't th figure that out until it was almost the end of my, uh, oh, the end of my your run. Trip. <clears throat> I go to uh, Missouri from time to time. And uh, the uh, it's, a, it's a great way to travel it, but it is through the night. And so you are sleeping in a, you know, some nights better than others. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, maybe you make some new friends, you think? Now, I've always made good friends on uh, my train trips. Wow, that's neat. That is neat. That's been kind of one of the things is that in train travel, you spend a number of hours instead of a couple hours to get from one place to another on a, on a, on a plane. But the train travel is a little uh, more relaxed and people... People are open to visiting and seeing where, what your deal is. Where, where are you going? Where you been? Yeah. Oh, that's now, super. I've, I've had some fun experiences. One time I got a, actually, when I was first planning out the first train event I threw, I decided that I really needed to take the train um, and uh, wanted to go talk to some people in LA and some people in Chicago that I had worked with in comedy stuff before. So, at the time, I was actually living in Denver, and I drove down to Trinidad, parked my car there, took a coach train all the way to L.A., uh, met with an investor there, spent two days in L.A., and then I actually got a sleeper car, and I took the sleeper car all the way from L.A. to Chicago. Mm, and, wow. and that was fun. That was very expensive, but it was really great, like a really fun experience, and spacious uh it comes with your meals in the dining car when you get the sleeper cars and everything so it was great and then i took a coach trip back from chicago to trinidad and that last stretch in coach was a little rough after spending two days in the sleeper car <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, i'll bet it was well yeah. it depends on your fellow passengers to some degree totally well and then that was part of the thing was actually that trip was really interesting because I, I was sat next to a man that his father had been a train engineer his whole life. Wow. Ah. Just kind of hearing the stories of that person uh, talking about all the stories his dad told him 
And the one that specifically stuck with me the most, and this might be a little morbid for this talk show, was actually his experience of seeing somebody walk on the rails in front of him and not being able to stop in time and how that's something that some of these engineers have had to deal with in the past. And wow. specifically how that that is actually sometimes the reason why these trains do get so delayed is that type of stuff still does happen nowadays. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was a little bit of a crazy story to hear about. Um, and then I actually I've met some people that have met their significant others on the train where they were traveling to a their sister had given birth and they took the train from Albuquerque to Trinidad to go to the Pueblo hospital and while on the train ended up marrying some I meeting somebody they ended up marrying so <laughs> wow yeah I, I they're no longer together so I don't know if that's a good story or a bad story <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Well, you know, as they say, freight cars couple and freight cars uncouple. Exactly. <laughs> it happens. Um, it happens. But well, oh, other the only two. Number two, um, listener question: When will they put up some kind of a roof in Trinidad so we don't have to have the snow falling down our collars? Well, I I don't know what to say about that. Who who owns the the platform in Trinidad where we get on the train. I believe it is owned by the Colorado Department of Transportation. Uh, and um, last I did hear, they were building a shelter there. Um, currently, because it's right next to the interstate, and our interstate is a overpass, uh, when there's a big rain or uh, blizzard or anything like that, people actually go stand under the interstate. Um, but that's not the ideal situation for sure, yeah. or else sit in their cars. Um, so yeah, I'm, that's the big thing is actually, if you kind of look up, you can find a few historic photos of our train depot before it was torn down and it was a really beautiful station. It had a Harvey house connected with it. Um, really cool art deco style train depot. Um, but like I said, they tore it out, I believe in the 1960s when they were building I-25 through Trinidad and they've never rebuilt a train depot there. And it's, it is too bad because it's a, we think it's a really important um, part of our community having this daily train service. Um, It's one of only two Amtrak trains that crosses through Colorado uh, and goes into other States and to have this very middle station, that's an important train town, not even have a, actual station is really too bad. We'd love to see that again. Yeah. Well, thank you listeners for your questions. And uh, as I say, you can always send them to me, uh, govgilpin20, G-O-V-G-I-L-P-I-N 20 at uh, gmail.com. And uh, that govgilpin20 that gov goes back to ancient days, uh, not that ancient days, but uh, when I was a, a county commissioner. So uh, I, I, I hang on to that site so people can can find me and ask questions. I like the last two, which we've now handled, and uh, we're sort sort of handled. <laughs> no, no, though I think we've handled those pretty pretty well. And uh, well, when our when 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 I get down there on uh, December two, why uh, um, I am hoping to have tea or even something stronger. You might even have a beer. 
I might even buy you a beer. Oh, that's probably illegal since you're a city employee. But <laughs> if over at the uh, Holiday Inn Express, which seems to be where people are staying. Um, okay, let's t- continue on with the development theme. Um, how many how many people would you expect might come at your next, uh, what do we call it? Tra- intercontinental, uh, no, I, let's see, inter- Interstate well, train. Anyway. <laughs> what are we, oh yeah, what are you calling it? What's it gonna be? Well, like I said, there's, there's a few different events I'm trying to do. So the next one will most likely be the Chief Bicycle and Comedy Festival. Um, and we are hoping to bring comedians by train again this year. Um, honestly, one thing that I'd really like to do as a part of that, I don't know if I'll be able to do it this year or not, just because, uh, actually the main reason is I'm expecting a son in March. And Whoa. So, yeah. And so my, my life's a little hectic right now with my yeah. partner, uh, planning on giving birth pretty soon. So not sure if I'll be able to cram a crazy train tour into this spring before this next event. But uh, what we'd really like to do in the future is, like I said, we brought comedians from Chicago and L.A. to Trinidad. But when we did that, we basically just stuck 10 comedians on each train and sent them overnight to Trinidad, where they were on the train for about 20 hours and landed here. Um, But what we'd really like to do is set up sort of a train tour where it stops at a bunch of the small towns along the Southwest Chief. Um, Takes about a week to get here with each comedian stopping in each of these towns for about 24 hours um, doing a comedy show and then having them both meet in Trinidad for the big event here. And that's something I'd really like to do. I think that'd be important, not only for Trinidad, but also to bring a little bit of life and a little bit of action to some of these other towns that may not be seeing a lot going on there. Um, But then also I I really kind of want to signify to all these communities that Trinidad is like a really cool place that they would like to come to on the train, that there is all this exciting stuff happening there and that all they have to do is hop on that Southwest Chief and they can be here in a number of hours, depending on where they're coming from. And uh, so I think that'd be a really cool thing. We are going to be doing the comedy festival the first weekend in May every year. So I believe this year it's May 6th and 7th will be the comedy festival. Um, And like I said, yeah, we will be bringing a few comedians by train, but probably won't be doing the tour this year unless I can really get myself together. And as long as my uh, partner allows me to do that. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, well, yeah, with a, with a, well, you know, nothing like taking a three-month-old on the train. That might be fun. <laughs> totally. Um, and then uh, we, I, I actually have recently um, incorporated the name Calexico Experience. And that is what the Spaghetti and Westerns Festival was. was. It was an event that started in Trinidad. And then we took people on the train to Raton, New Mexico, and then back to Trinidad again. And I'd really like to do more of those events. This one is the Calexico Experience Spaghetti and Westerns Festival. I've been talking about doing the Calexico Experience Sci-Fi Stir Fry Festival, where uh, it's another kind of culinary and film concept. Um, but then also eventually, I would... Run that by again real... We're back here in the caboose, we're a little slow. 
sci-fi and stir fry. Yep, exactly. So some Asian food combined with sci-fi movies. <laughs> so we think that could be really fun. And then uh, also right now we're just doing trips to Raton because it really times out well with our train here in Trinidad. It gets here at 920 in the morning and it gets back here at 540 at night. So it's almost like if we were commuting, it's, it's almost an ideal time for a commuter train. Um, so it's really cool to send people on day excursions to Raton. But in reality, I, I'd love to also do uh, nights in uh, Las Vegas, like go to the Costanita Hotel and have a comedy show or movies playing there or something like that and have, allow people to spend the night there and then take the train back to Trinidad the next day or do a weekend in Santa Fe where we load up in Trinidad, send people to Santa Fe for a weekend full of activities, then stick them on the train and send them back to Trinidad. Um, so kind of the idea of that is just collects the coast stands for Colorado and New Mexico. And that's kind of what we're trying to brand this Southern part of our state and the Northern part of their state as a really cool place to go on these train excursions and train adventures. Calexico, that's a great name. Thank it really you. is for 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 a really an underrepresented sort of a region. Uh, I think. I mean, I agree. You know, well, we used to think that in Salida, but we we don't anymore. Not since, <laughs> not since the I don't know what what whatever whatever COVID did. It certainly did it around here. Wow. And yeah, Austin. and we're. We're experiencing that here as well. COVID has definitely brought a lot of people out of urban areas into rural communities. But uh, I, like, I don't know if you've heard this. I actually just saw this in the paper earlier this week. Um, Los Animas County, which is the county where Trinidad is, um, is experiencing the most decline in population of any other county in Colorado. Um, and where Colorado is seeing a growth rate of 15%, we're experiencing a negative, uh, or I, I can't think of the word for right now, but basically negative growth of 6%. Huh. Um, and so, and, and it's honestly kind of something you see across the straight, the entire state since the 1960s, Colorado has constantly grown. There was only one point in the late 80s for about two years that uh, Colorado saw a slight decrease in population based on the oil crisis at the time. But other than those two years, Colorado every year since the early 60s has seen growth. Meanwhile, Trinidad, which in 1940 was the fifth biggest city in Colorado, has seen a decline in population in that same amount of time. So where most of Colorado is progressively growing. Trinidad is kind of like the Detroit of Colorado or the places that were wow. historically coal-driven, steel-driven that are seeing a lot of decline. And um, it would be really cool for us to be able to take advantage of these opportunities like the train going through there to really rebrand this region as a place where people want to be and where there's a lot of cool things happening. Yeah. And so that's one of the things we're really trying to do here with these projects. Well, it's such an exciting time. And we are so happy to have you with us, Wally. And we, we want to urge our listeners here uh, to uh, 
Well, listen, listen uh, as a podcast here or on iTunes. We have some faithful iTunes people who listen to and uh, seriously think about the idea of uh, uh, getting on getting on one of these <laughs> Calexico tours and learning about Trinidad and then and, and getting some really good comedy in. There's, we got in these times, we just have to keep laughing because it's there's there it it it's it is difficult. We can't deny that that the COVID thing has uh, all of us feel feel that difficulty. And um, well, uh, well. Anyway, let's. We need to sort of wrap up here. We're getting this sign from our engineer. Is that is that is that the high sign we're getting from our engineer up there? <laughs> and yeah. Now, how about uh, how about you, Rick? Are you up for going there and catching some? comedy in Trinidad? Oh, I hope so. I think this has been a very interesting interview and thank you to Wally for joining us today. And yes, we've got a couple minutes to go here for us. We got a couple minutes to go. All right. In those couple minutes to go, what, uh, what are the chances then of getting some, some of this development money that for some reason Amtrak is saying they have some development money, uh, how do we how do we tap into that here? Uh, because you know that they're going to tap into the and then they should into the northwest uh, segment around uh, California, Washington State, Oregon, and then the northeast segment uh, around D.C. and New York. I mean, those are the obviously the squeaky wheels that will get a lot of the money. And um, uh, as I say, our uh, Jim Jim Sobey. And the uh, Colorado Association of Railroad Passengers will be in there pitching, but um, I, I'm not sure what influence of any would happen there. Um, what 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 can we do along those lines? I know your mayor is certainly on board with that idea, and, uh, uh, and and you know we can we can be as political as we want. By the way, about that. I think the biggest thing is, yeah, just continuing advocating for Trinidad to be included in the front front range commuter rail plan. To be honest, I, I think that even just doing these events and throwing these certain uh, activities and excursions that are selling Amtrak tickets are going to encourage them to invest more in this area. Um, ultimately, the, the main reason they don't want to invest here is because they're just not seeing a high enough ridership. Um, there's not enough people taking the train and so part of our goal is just to kind of get more train tickets sold, um, make them more aware that things are happening here. Um, it's actually been a great way for me to get more connected with Amtrak by throwing these events. The first, I remember the first event we threw, it took me eight months to get anyone from Amtrak to even write me back. Like I, wow. I, spent, I was sending them emails, I was calling, doing all sorts of stuff and I couldn't get anyone to return a phone call. And then finally two weeks before the event, when we'd made several newspapers around the country talking that we're throwing this Chicago LA train thing, they finally called us and like, Hey, what are you guys doing? And it's like, well, we've been trying to tell you for eight months what we're doing. <laughs> and and oh, now, it's, now it's really easy to hold of them. So oh, um, yeah, I just keep on utilizing the train, buying train tickets, uh, I think what you all are doing, bringing people on the train. Um, I know a few years ago there was a Southwest Chief Plain Air Festival where they went to all the towns along the yes. way. 
and painted yes. the different settings. And, and that was like good that. too. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think more stuff like that, making Amtrak aware of us will go a long way and encouraging them to invest in this region. Well, Wally Wallace, thanks for your time here this morning. And uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to in a minute say highball from the back end of the caboose, but it's just been great having you on here. And uh, I hope to see you down there in Trinidad sometime soon, just to, just to have a cup of tea or even so you could have something stronger. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this has been a wonderful segment of on the rails and um, we want to uh, give a great big highball as we head off to our rail future. So at the count of three, we want a big highball. Like when I worked on the railroad, boy, when we were done for the day, that highball, whoa, that was so good. Heading back to the old depot. All right, at the count of three. One, two, three. Highball! 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 Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner.